4: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast. Real Housewives of Potomac recap episode three- 19 Tequila Tears in Texas. I am Bryce Isaiah, and I have the pleasure of being your host of the Purple Pants Podcast. If you could be so kind to ensure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe. And as always, with your Real Housewife of Potomac coverage, you can watch this audio podcast on video just head over to youtube type subscribe give this video a thumbs up and let us know in the comments what you think about our recap in the episode this week i am back With my co-host, Jatia Hart-Taylor, and we are discussing all things episode six. It gets a little juicy. Uh, I feel like some light is shed on some topics. People are held to the fire, and we have some breakdowns. So this episode is really kind of gearing up, but in true Bravo fashion. All the good stuff, or the good, good stuff, happens at the end, and we gotta wait till next week's episode. But don't worry, Jatia and I are here to break down all things Housewives of Potomac, episode six. So let's get into this week's recap. It's a man who? It's a man you. Me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. It's a man who? It's a men you. Me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. <laughs> Welcome back to the Purple Pants Podcast, Real Housewives. Welcome
1: back to you, Bryce. Hello. Good. To good
4: to, it's good to be seen. <laughs> we are here giving you the Purple Pants Podcast recap of the Real Housewives of Potomac season eight, episode six. I am joined by the multi-talented
1: hyphenated degree. for a house owning, oh for a house owning, okay.
4: Four houses, multiple degrees, one husband, two kids.
1: Right? Not twins, though.
4: Not twins. Two kids and uh, a Christian praying mother. Yes,
1: God-fearing non-Nigerian woman.
4: Okay. Uh, Shout out to your mom, Persephone. That's my girl. Uh, (laughs) Welcome back. We are here talking all things Real Housewives of Potomac. How are you doing, Jatia? It's good to see you.
1: I'm good. Got a little injury, but, you know, I'm here for the posse. And, of course, of course, watch Potomac, and it was juicy. There were a lot of moments, still in Austin, down in Texas, where it's weird, you know, so <laughs> I'm ready to get into it. What did you think?
4: So, I mean, I thought the episode was interesting. I thought, again, like Bravo always does, save the best for the last six seconds. But I also thought we got to see a lot of different things. But before we even get into the episode, I just want to shout out to the comments of last week. I mean... Oh,
1: you know, oh yes.
4: So, I love
1: it. Yes. I love when people comment. I love it where we had a whole dissertation about what we don't know. I think it was an African-American studies class in the comments last week.
4: So... And Definitely was. And so I just want to say there's a blanket statement that, like, we don't know these ladies personally, right? Like, I've never met... Well, actually, I have met the Grand Dom, uh, and she actually was really, really nice. Uh, so I don't... We, like, our hot takes are of this show, right? Like, and it's a reality show. So this is our hot takes on what we are seeing from the edited version of the show. I don't know these women.
1: Yes. And but- we understand... About the editing, like we understand about being brought down to a one-dimensional character, but you know we just taking it light, Take it light. So, trust
4: people. us, we know a thing or two about it. Okay, so <laughs> we get it. But also, as a fan of the show, I have hot takes, right? Like, and I want to like Wendy. But I feel like there are some things about her that like, you know, I love and that I don't love. You know, I love to love me some Candace, but I'm a call Candace when I see some kid like, you know, I don't always agree with Giselle and, and Robin. I don't agree with Ashley. Like, so it's like my so this
1: is the thing. I can say good things and bad things about each and every one of them. Like, you know, I am not a huge Giselle fan, but, right. you know, Giselle is beautiful. I love the interactions with her new relationship and her daughter's. I can say good and bad things about everybody. You know, Wendy, I really identify with you know uh, as having a you know being a multiple degree lady. So I, you know, I I love them all. I have it's just like you know your friends. You like them, but you know sometimes they get on your nerves, right? Bryce? Right. We all know about
4: that, right? I, oh, Jazia, do I know a too.
1: Yes. So yes, but thank you. Keep commenting. We love it. We read them all.
4: We do. So it, you know, but again, some. <laughs> Some people be like, you don't want to like her. Be Like, no. I, mean, I, I felt
1: it through the fingertips. I felt it through the fingertips. And I love it. I love that they are passionate. Look, you got to be passionate. Like, what is, you know, if you're not passionate, what's, you know, got to get them juices. flowing, oh, honey. And they did. All of us.
4: So. Yes. We uh, see you, and- people. We hear you. We hear and see you. So, I mean, the episode picks right back up where it left off at this lunch or cocktails at the pool. And again, it is about Nekka's in-laws, Lebe. She was at, you know, Wendy's sip and And so it's like, when do you know her? Do you not know her? Wendy, again, is doubling down, saying that that's her sister's friend. Well, I think two things can be true, right? I think your she can be your sister's friend and you also could know her and i think that it like literally leaves a lot of the ladies confused because it's like Wendy really went so hard to say like i don't know who she is and really trying to like poke holes in Necca's story when it seems like Necca is providing the receipts providing the things of the things to essentially say that like we do know each other um Yes. It is important. And
1: also, Bravo is providing the receipts because, you know, here we go with unseen footage of, again, Lebe being called out at Wendy's uh, child's baby shower as a role model that she wants her daughter to be like. That don't sound like somebody you don't know. So right. basically, her she's, she's dead in order. She has lost this argument by this point in time. And what did she decide to do to up the stakes and call out NECA for being a crackhead, which I'm like, girl, you ain't got nothing else to say. We don't went to the crackhead. Now we just skip to the crack. She has no crack receipts as they, you know, they asked her for the crack receipt. I was very disappointed that nobody pulled out Miss Whitney's line and said crack is whack. It was uh, a missed opportunity.
4: It's cheap. Um,
1: crack is whack. Crack is cheap. Okay. <laughs> um And this was just like you said, deflection 101.
4: Absolutely. And then
1: pulling anything out of pocket, you have to stop talking ab- about it and getting the uh, energy off of her. And she's lost this right. argument. Uh,
4: and so after last week's episode, Wendy took to Twitter uh and basically was saying, like, I'm tired of this narrative about my family, and essentially provided, edited screenshots of text messages from Leigh Bay to Wendy, essentially trying to say that Leigh Bay was trying to get free BBLs uh, off of Wendy's name and essentially saying that, like, you know, Leigh was reaching out to Wendy saying producers were interested in NECA and NECA would like to go to lunch with you. Now, Wendy, very conveniently, only posted, like, these screenshots that appeared that made it seem like Wendy just never responded or left uh Lebe on red. But then Lebe came with the, the rest of the conversations that because Wendy's trying to make it seem like they're just clout chasing, clout chasing, clout chasing. But in re- Wendy's response, it's like, okay, Boo, I'll see what I could do. I got you. Like, when and where can we meet? Like, it's like yeah if you crop those messages and it makes it look like you left them on red, they, oh, it's like, oh, wait a minute. They are kind of like, you know, giving you, uh, use, like using you. But in your responses, it's like, okay, y'all are friends. And then it's like, again, I really felt like Wendy was like, oh, I'm going to show these text messages to the world and they are going to see. In my opinion, it only one confirms, if that's not your friend, why she got your number. Why she texting you? Hey, beautiful. Hey boo, like it just it it and why you responded in
1: kind and it ain't the re- the response saying, Who is this? Who number? New number, who this? It wasn't like because that's who I talk, how I talk to when people I don't know text me. Like, you know. So I think she was trying to play NECA and she felt some kind of way. I think you're you're right. I for me, this fight is over and she has lost. Um and I, yeah. like me. The ladies are also ready to move on to this, uh, to a different topic, right? Cause they are sipping their cockies. They're by the pool. It's beautiful in Austin. And so the grand dame decides it's time for a record scratch and to get to partying
4: and get so everybody
1: out. is it's a wrap. But it's a wrap. Be-
4: be- before though, before we leave, Candace pulls NECA to the side and is like, How are you? Are you okay with this? I could tell by the way that you were talking, it seemed like you had a lot of passion in your voice. And in Candace's confessional, she's like, I know what all of this could seem like, and I just want to make sure that she's good. Record scratch Wendy walks over and says, Hey, I appreciate it if you if you don't talk about me with her. Now, wait a minute, are we putting limitations? or so for
1: I me, it, I felt like, you know, Wendy tried Will Smith on um, Candace, like, keep your name out of my mouth when it comes to NECA, which I mean, get the hell out of there. I mean, like, you ain't gonna tell me who I can and can't talk to and what we can't talk about, which is another issue that gets raised um, later in the episode is, you know, about having a list of topics that we can and can't talk about. Mm. Uh, so um, I think that was four. Uh, another poor move on Wendy's part to tell her friend on camera not to talk to me. I was like, we cannot talk about talk about you at all, or you could be off the show
4: well, I, I mean, mean, again, that- I, I think it leads more to the topic that we were talking about with the housewives, right? Like it's like if no one wants to film with you and you only film with the same people, your storyline gets a little stale. And so, if Candace is reaching out across the board to NECA and they're talking and maybe they're building a friendship, it kind of only validates NECA's persona on the show. So Wendy being like, Hey, now here's the thing for all you people that say, I don't be liking Wendy. Although I don't like it. I kind of agree with Wendy a little bit. Like I would do the same thing to my friend if, I mean, I wouldn't do it on camera, but I would definitely text you to hear, like, don't be talking to her about me, thanks, on camera. But, it's like, I, I get that, right? Like, if I'm arguing with somebody, like, no, we good over here. Uh, But, so it's like, I, I can see what Wendy is saying, but you just also have to be aware that it doesn't come off well. It, it comes off right, very exactly. much. Right,
1: exactly. And you already just lost the I, I, argument. You called the girl a crackhead and, you know, all this other kind of stuff. So she needed to slow her roll at that point in time. Anyway, the part that I liked most about this exchange is when they, of course, started drinking and dancing, which I love. I love to see them all have a good time. And then um, we announce that it's dinner time. So everybody is going to do an outfit change. Everybody gets in the cars. They divide up the cars, not by, you know, um, astrology signs. (laughs) I think everybody gets to pick what car they're in. They all look fabulous. This is where they have on um, the cowboy outfit and they go to dinner or whatever. They have on cute little outfits. I think Mia has on this really cute pink crop top and the pants.
4: Yes, yes, And they all go to dinner.
1: Um, Ashley has her girls out um, everywhere, all at once. Every every place, every time, all at once, whatever that movie is, that's how her titties are. They all out like that. Um, And they go to a very cool restaurant in the car. You know, they have split up. Um, and they're talking about what happened, of course, at the pool. Did you find anything interesting about these conversations and how the cars were split?
4: Um, I, I found it how the conversations were bubbling in the car, right? Uh, because I feel like, uh, it, I mean, it was interesting, but again, it was still Kansas, Robin, (laughs) <laughs> Mia, and Wendy. And it seemed like Robin and Candace were engaging in conversations.
1: Yes. At first you hear, but I think that was a little one-sided because when they were in the car and you hear the confessional and Robin is like, how the hell did I get in this car? Right. And it's very fun, it's funny because Candace thinks they're all right. They just having a normal conversation. It's very like one-sided. So Robin I thought that was cute. very interesting because that comes right. up a couple of times. Oh, that- it comes
4: up. Right. A lot. And so we get to dinner. And again, these are one of my more funner moments of Potomac when all the ladies are together and, you know, everybody's having a cocktail, especially Karen. They're ordering these pictures of margaritas. And I love just how the conversation seems to be open. I don't know how we get on talking about if you spit or swallow, uh, but it is a. Funny conversation because it seems that everyone has a take on it, right? Robin raising her hand and say, me, I do. That's my man. I do it. Now, mind you, all the ladies and their confessionals <laughs> being like, girl, you don't know what you drinking. I would like, you know, I was like, why are they doing my girl Robin like that?
1: I think that was the grand dame who said that, actually. And I was a little shocked. Um, This was a little bit of a shocking conversation. And I loved it. I was there for it. So I was interested to hear their takes. It sounds like a conversation that me and my girlfriends um, and boyfriends would have about, you know, what they do. Um, I thought it was very interesting. You know what I want to ask you? What is that? You know. Just answer the question.
4: What, what question would you like to ask?
1: <laughs> the question that was asked at the table. You watched the episode.
4: Um. Well, I... Well, I... Yes, I do want children like NECA. I don't know if I really want twins <laughs> like NECA. Uh, I that was think funny.
1: One that and done funny. would be good for me. Good good dodge. I love it. Um, I just thought the whole line was interesting. And the, like from the grand dame being like, she don't even touch penis, um, you know, like, ew, penis, um, to Robin being like, I spit, I swallow, I hold ah, it in my mouth, and, ah. and then wait 30 minutes and then spit it out. Which I thought was the most shocking thing. You're gonna
4: wait 30 minutes, put it in your mouth. That was Ashley, yeah. But then I love how they rewound it three years ago. So when they were trying to explain to the grand down what tea bagging is, and uh, you know, Karen seemed to be okay with that. Also, it then came a shocker that Candace is like, Well, I, I'm not doing that, but I wouldn't mind a, a golden shower. So yeah, it's like I was, oh. that's a big jump. That's a big jump.
1: She was like, and you do it in the shower. And I could see if she said she was the one showering somebody. But no, you, oh, goodness. I was like, oh, wow. I loved every second of it. Yeah, like, and I again, I love,
4: I just loved the interactions. Like, it seemed like Giselle and Candace were somewhat interacting. I just loved how it just kind of opened up the table a little bit because we know that the tensions with these ladies have been really, really high. During that dinner, again, I thought was an interesting point, was uh, NECA, brought up how, you know, she wants to get pregnant. She's been having some issues and she's been enjoying somewhat of this trip with the ladies because it seems to take the stress off of her about having children. And, you know, she says that she wants to have twins and be done and, you know, boy, girl, happy. And again, Candace reaches across the aisle and is sharing similar situations with NECA and they're having this bonding moment. And I'm just like, hmm. Like, yeah, I, I, thought that I was like very this neck thing, Candace.
1: Yes. So that's the second time this episode that Candace is, you know, throwing her a little, you know, life preserver to bring it home into the group. Um, so I thought that was good. I loved that nobody was holding back their thoughts about in this conversation, even though the topic was, you know, sort of inappropriate. Whatever. They grown women. Everybody is, you know, having sex. Most of them are married or have been married or have children. So, you know, and a virgin's at the table, let's be honest. So I just thought it was a very interesting and candid conversation. Um, And then that led to necklace sharing and Candice sharing. And it was really nice because a lot of times we see that some people in the group don't wanna share because they don't wanna put their business out there. But even Giselle before has said, you know, she hasn't wanted to share with the group and she was sharing. So it was a really lovely moment brought to you by Alcohol which, yes. you know, this is why they send them on these trips and they give them drinks because um, it helps loosen them up. So loose that they know they head on back to the... um To, to Robin's uh, room. Robin's room, right? This is the after party, right? And we have seen... Room. um Or the after after party. So we have seen in uh, previous seasons when even people who are actively fighting... You know, when they get going and it's time for the after party, they put all of their beefs aside. And sometimes they pull out their beef.
4: Because remember, Wendy. Oh, I remember was showing her hooty ha 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 to Mia. And seeing this group together made me realize like, I love when Mia. Candace, Wendy, and Robin get together. They're like the younger ladies of the crew. And I think they were in Miami after all that drama in Miami with Mia and Wendy. Like they all were saying like, after the after show, it's the after party and they have a great time. And it was interesting because the, the ladies all got back. Giselle was like, I'm out. The grand was like, I'm going to see y'all later. Ashley was like, I got to go. And it kind of was like with them and NECA. And so again, I was like, wow, like look at Wendy and NECA kind of being in this similar situation. No issues happening. They open in the champagne. Candace wanted to take her shoes off. And she like, whose slippers are these girls? Who room are you in? You know whose slippers they are. And of course, Robin is like, they're mine. Take them. Now, Robin in the confessional is like, Two weeks ago, I'm a fraud, but now you got your your feet in my slippers, but I loved it. And so it seemed like they were just having a fun night and I think it was NECA and Robin left and then Candace was like, I'm going to go, I'll see you later. And then Robin or Candace says to Robin, I'll see you guys tomorrow and maybe we should talk. Yeah, you think, right? Like, yes, we need yes, to talk. Yes, bring and up Candace, my
1: slippers, we can talk.
4: Candace is like, I don't like being in this place with Robin, right? Like, you know, we have more fun than when we are fighting. And Candace seems to stay on this point as to she don't know why Robin got an attitude with her. Mm,
1: well, it's very apparent. And I mean, I, I didn't understand why she would even say that. Um, because... She clearly has, you know, selective memory because she was just gone I mean, and then she expects her to be her friend. I think Robin is such the bigger person in this because even though she is at odds with um, Candace, she can still push through, let her borrow her slippers, you know, that kind of stuff. She's never going to be petty about it. So I love that about Robin. Robin got like super points for me and props. For just being the bigger person in this situation you know she let go of the slippers she couldn't be like hell no you can't have my slippers you know which i feel like candace would have or candace would have you know pointed a fork at her and told her to leave her room or knife whatever she pointed at ashley back a couple seasons ago
3: 18 plus.
1: So then everybody finally goes to sleep and we get up the next morning and there is a lavish breakfast spread in Ashley's suite and everybody gets together. It's clear that there is an activity that is um, going on. They're supposed to be having a vajacial or no, no, they're painting. Vaginas,
4: their interpretations of their flowers. In
1: portraits right now they're not like taking their vaginas and putting them on the canvas and, do, and making paintings with them and, they are okay. supposed to paint it um of course the grand dame is not up with <laughs> painting you know, a picture of her vagina
4: and she's like it could be a flower it could be you know abstract and then Carol's like oh okay all right i get it i get it but like I uh, I was low-key mad the activity didn't happen, right? Like, I was like, I wanted to see some of their interpretations. But Ashley also was talking about you could get a sheet and put it over your head and take a look if you, like... Yeah, they Ash- had mirrors? Like, that was him. Ashley. Uh, yeah, but you but, know what? You know who was down for it?
1: Mia. Mia was like, give me that uh, mirror.
4: Look. You know, Mia was like, I can help anybody else if they, like, you know, I can I can tell them what I think. Uh, yeah, that's why we love Mia. But listen, the the grand wasn't here for that. And she wanted to take this opportunity to say like last night, we got to see your sweet Robin. And we know that Ashley gave you that sweet because you are been going through a lot of stuff. However, we, as a sister, I love when they talk about this sisterhood, this group. And we all feel like you have not been honest with us. And you know, now is your time to share.
1: I didn't like this. I'll tell you this. Like, how many times do we have to talk about this? You know where this woman is at. She's gonna defend her man to the end. That's it. I mean, they bring up the Copping State and oh, the Title Nine. Title right?
4: Nine. Mm. Yeah. And mind you, now I said that last season, right? Like, I again, I don't know. We don't know the why. Actually, Juan got fired. We know what Juan has told Robin. And Ron has told Robin that the second that he found out, he went to the university, he went to the people and did what he was supposed to do. Sure. That's like, you know, if that's what they say happened, that's what they happened. However, what I was saying last season is that I've heard about the, like, you know me, I keep my ears to the Instagram streets. And before all of this stuff in the episode about the lady in the DMs, early before season seven started i was reading about this lawsuit about how this player was like it wasn't anything new like it happened like a year and a half ago so i was just interested uh wendy bringing up the title seven like you know you as a professor a teacher you have a obligation a duty to you know you are a mandated reporter And so I don't know. I will assume that Juan would follow all of the things that he needs to do. However, in light of the negative light that Juan is being perceived on this show and all the things wrapped into it, I'm sure Coppin State was like, we don't want any parts of this. Again, I just would imagine that Coppin State wouldn't want any association with this, especially with that lawsuit.
1: So I while you were talking, I was having a little technical difficulties, but I was talking in the background the whole time like I do. And I think that he did, you know, Robin has defended her man. At this point in time, I'm with Robin on this. Leave her alone. Please leave her alone. Whatever y'all and, say, she's gonna defend her man. Okay. And, Robin is the ride or die. She don't give her a hell. She don't give a fuck what what y'all saying. Y'all can stfu. Okay. She don't care. Leave it alone. But, and at, at this point in time, I do feel like the ladies are torturing her. They done had a side meeting, three side meetings, right? And I I um agree with her frustration. Leave her alone. She ain't going nowhere. Maybe and her again, man did something wrong, but guess what? She ain't gonna say it. And she definitely ain't gonna say it on camera. And
4: why and why would she say it to this group of people that are casting stones at her? And again, I feel like y'all bringing up Title Seven. That means it's like Title Nine. Title 9 y'all, you know what you're doing by using terminology like that, right? So that's just interesting. And then Candace, now shout out to Candace because of course Candace is like, uh, when Robin is saying, why would I share my truth with any of you women? I share my truth with the women that reach out to me, that call me, that like show me love. And so Candace says, well, you didn't respond to me when I text you and we are assuming that when the news broke that Juan got fired, is when Candace reached out to Robin. And Robin is like, girl, why would I, girl, why would I say anything to you? And so they go back and forth. But then, who? Candace is Candace asks a great question. And listen, y'all, you know how I feel about my Candace. I'm on, I'm off, I'm on, I'm all. But Candace said you had no interest. You had no willingness to read any of the messages that your husband and that lady were having just for your own knowledge of the story.
1: And she says very clearly, no.
4: So that lets you know. But now, okay, now listen, now listen, now listen, now listen, now listen. This is where, you know, I love me, my Robin, but this is where I feel like her story has changed a little bit, right? Like, so she does say no, that she had no interest. And then she also says, well, Juan deletes his messages regularly anyway, so they're not even there for me to see. You know, he's weird like that. He likes to scrub his phone. You know, he even has some coaches texting him. Well, I hope it's not the assistant coach that he get his nails done with, texting him from numbers that aren't saved. And he doesn't even know who that is. Now that is where I was like, okay, Robin. So were the messages already deleted, or did you have the opportunity to see them, or has Juan just told you the story and that's what you go with? Now, because that's different. Now that is different than what she has said, and that I can't get down with that. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm
1: hearing what you're saying, but I am on to the next because I mean, I'm I, not. I, uh, am, I, I, mean, I am hashtag. Uh, leave Robin alone. That's so what I'm
4: going like I, I, But I, Listen, I am leave Robin alone as well. However, you know, to our fans in the comments, let's talk about we go in on Wendy. I'm just saying, right? Like I love Robin and I'm a ride for Robin like Robin rides for wine. But it is very different from you saying You, because Andy Cohen asked her this, like, did you see the messages? And Robin has said, no, I don't want to see them. I'm good. But I mean, here in this scene, it seems like the messages were deleted so she couldn't see them for herself anyway. And that is very different than you you saying, I don't want to see them. But the whole point is, she ain't going to tell you. She don't care. And so
1: why are we wasting our time on it? And And this is the part that kind of pisses me off is because they waste all this time on this. They get no answers and ain't
4: no vagina pain. Well, well, I mean, right. I wanted the vagina pain. Also, I love how Karen then is like, well, you don't want to tell us, but we got to pay five dollars for your paywall. They're talking about reasonably shady. Uh, and they're talking about how after the reunion aired, Robin and Giselle, they on their Patreon talked about the rumors. And, you know, Bravo was very upset about that. And so they were very upset with reasonably shady. Uh, but again, listen, I'm mad. Get your coins. But I'm just saying, Robin, I love you, sis. But I, I yeah, I, that, the story is it, changing a little bit. Uh, but again, you can physically see that Robin is over it. She's like, what do you want to do? Get, like, you know, I'm here. Take your shots at me. No, and she says, hold,
1: you want to hold, hold me accountable? Because that's what they keep saying. And like leave I mean, I'm still on the leave the damn lady alone. Okay. She but, ain't gonna she ain't gonna give you what you want. She ain't gonna give you the information. She don't I, want you in her business. She here to have a good time. She clearly adds to the party. Um, but I guess for her storyline, they have to bring this up every once in a while. So I, I, I feel I bad for feel her, like, but
4: I mean, I feel bad as well. However, you know the grand dom after last season, she like I, I, I you know the grand don was coming for her, so like I just I'm not surprised at Karen doing this because it's like yeah she's gonna keep doing this all season. But again, she I thought I just thought some information that you know she shared during that time was a little low interesting to me because again yeah.
1: and so like you... Ashley, I am ready to move on to the afternoon, <laughs> okay? Because it wasn't no giant patents, it wasn't none nothing. Y'all just messing with Robin. I feel like they were kicking a dog when she was down. So they decide that they are going to split up for afternoon activities. So Ashley pulls out the cowboy hat and they have the different activities in the hat. They pass them around. Half of them are going boot shopping and half of them are going to a distillery, distillery. not winery, not brewery. Um, And so I thought that what was really nice is that Candace is actually being nice and switches with Robin um, so that Robin and Giselle can both get boots. I thought that or, was a cute So point. it's that
4: Candace does not have to film a scene with Robin, with Giselle. And like so no. I, that was a, a quick pro quo. Uh, that was mutually beneficial for both of them. So um, we
1: have going to get the boots. We have Giselle. We have Robin, we have Ashley and NECA. And so they get all uh, cowboyed out. This is when everybody is in their cowboy outfits, actually. Blocked the denim, Wendy is wearing leather, a very cute leather outfit, I may add. And they're off to the boot to the boot joint and then right. come to find out the best place about the boot joint. I have to say by far is that it had a full bar. Like I was like, mm, hello. Yes. Boots. Boots and bars. Get me. Bars get and me boots. liquor.
4: So the I can buy bar. some boots. Right. Right. Um, so again, after the boots and after the distillery, each of the groups have their own little lunch before they meet back up, right? And so this is where a lot of the meat and potatoes of the episode happen at these separate lunches before they come back for another lunch.
1: Yeah, I thought that was interesting that they were lunching before the lunch, but I think they were just, might've been just drinking. True. Anyway, so um, they go and at the distillery, Karen declines a drink, which I, I, I wrote down in my little note, right? She does not have a drink. Um, and so Candace and Mia, I think have drinks. I don't, I think only two of them have drinks. So yeah. I, I thought that was very interesting. Um, I think Wendy did not have a drink. I think it was Candace and uh, Mia who had the drink.
4: Um, well, the Mia didn't hundred- have a drink at the distillery because Mia's not drinking liquor. Uh, Ooh, so. Said it.
1: Okay. So it was Wendy, Wendy and Candace. Um, so they have drinks of the 150 proof. Um, I think it's gin or whiskey. One of those. It was all very cute. Um, And then they sit down at the table to have a little conversation before they leave. And what I thought was the funniest (laughs) part of the whole episode was um, they start talking about the shrines and then a crow lands behind them and makes a sound. And Mia's like, oh. Is that your
0: mama?
4: And so listen, right. I thought that that was hilarious. And (laughs) I thought in that moment, I felt like Wendy could just, be like, just don't play with my mama, but that's funny, right? And also, yes. I feel like Wendy, uh, I mean, Mia is entitled to have a joke like that because Wendy, your mama was just cursing me on Instagram. So it's like, but... To the depths of hell, honey. To the depths okay, of hell. Through the storm,
1: right? through the fire. Nah, she was like, I really? It was like an R&B song about somebody who stole your man bad, okay? Mm. So, um, I just thought... I it was hilarious had Giselle and Robin been there they'd have died laughing okay absolutely was dying um but, but instead Wendy is like no don't talk about my mom um and she said that very curtly and Mia did I? And, and she took it she took it well because she know that was a low blow I think she was trying to be funny and right. make light of the situation but it was one of those moments where it was like too soon huh and yes it was it was too soon and, and that gets Wendy to talking uh, and opening up. And what do you feel about how she addressed that and where she went from there?
4: Um, I mean, I I feel like I'm with her. Don't talk about my mom. Like, it's a very sensitive thing. She was a single mother. She sacrificed so that her kids could have. And, you know, Wendy gets emotional. So I, I agree. Like, I feel Wendy. I also do feel like little convenient time for the tears a tad bit
1: I think she should have pulled out these tears when she would instead of saying the crackhead comment what I think she could have put a lot of this to bed by saying look this is my mom I'm trying to defend her I don't really know you know she could have pulled this out a lot earlier and been like look y'all this is my mom I don't care what she do I'm gonna defend her that's what she should have said
4: and another thing that Wendy says, she then talks about the Nigerian culture and with shrines and how they do exist, but they don't exist in the way that people like think that they exist. And when you bring them up, when you bring them up in a context like how NECA brings up, it kind of negatively puts a spin on it that has people thinking other things. And so I was like, oh, OK, like I get that. But. Are you now confirming what Neca said was true? So this
1: is the thing that she kind of conflate. She tries to um, say like, "Oh, Catholicism has shrines, blah 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 blah." Yeah, they do, but you know that ain't what we talk about, girl. And then she tried to be like, "No, my my mom would never talk about a Nigerian shrine because she's a a cat, you know, strong Catholic Christian woman." Blah 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 exactly what your mama was talking about. So I don't know why she continues to try to defend this because the way that they were talking about submitting names to shrines is not the Catholic way. You know what I'm saying? Like not the way Catholicism uses shrine. You can't even, I mean, I never heard of submitting your name to a Catholic shrine. So I think she's still trying to conflate the the issue and, and backpedal. And all she needs to say is like, I don't know what my mom did you know, I'm sure she was trying to protect me, whatever. I can't speak for her, but I'm going to defend my mom to the day I die. She died. And, and right, die. we, and Her stop existent.
4: And we would be That's able it. to get behind that, right? Like, I, like, we would be able to, like, move and shake with that. But again, I just feel like she is trying to deflect and dodge and move and, again, I just felt like her even bringing up shrines and Catholicism is like, well, so, yeah. are you are That's you admitting
1: All she needs to say is, "That's my mama," and shut up. That's it. Yeah. Just like, just like the same way that Robin's like, "That's my husband." I ride for him. I don't care what nobody had to say. That should be your stand. So, I just thought, you know, okay, I'm glad she's talking about her feelings now, but she just needs to dead it by just saying, "Look, I don't want to talk about my mom any longer."
4: So, uh, at the boots cocktail table (laughs) they're talking about uh NECA's wedding and how like she had a very fast courtship and she felt like she didn't really get the chance to have the wedding that she wanted and I was like "Ooh, is this foreshadowing is the last episode going to be NECA's like uh American wedding with all of the friends I was like okay she also
1: said she has the Nigerian wedding but the Nigerian wedding is definitely going to be in Nigeria um which on her family's compound, which I was like, go on flex, Damn. girl, her family compound, and how her husband is titled. Loved that. Some um, people can pay for a title.
4: Ask- Some people are born into title shit. Okay. Right.
1: So this is um very interesting because they start to talk about this when they all get back together at lunch um, about, you know, the Nigerian wedding and the compound. And I wonder how many homes are on the compound. I bet you it's more than four. So, you know, Necca is in the four home, uh, four home club. So I just, mm-hmm. you know, point that out. And she's titled. And it's funny to me because as I see Necca talking about the titles and Nigerian culture, I just feel Wendy fuming in the background. She ain't say nothing. She ain't say nothing. But it, I just feel like her fumes and anger coming off of her. Like, you know, I don't know. I Like, I want to be like, oh, what is um, Wendy, is your husband talking But, you know, like I'm waiting for somebody to say that because I just feel like the reaction shot would just be amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that would be very interesting. And I also thought it was interesting when that was explaining it, how she's like, "Yeah, some people are giving. But, you know, nowadays you can buy it.
4: <laughs> and they're title, like buying it. And you know Robin and Wendy jump in like yes Karen like how you and Mia bought your blue checks and when Karen like blue check I ain't buying no blue check they gave it to me and they like no you know after a while like they ended all of the blue checks and now you had to like buy I ain't buying it I ain't buy it then they show her a phone they was like well Karen look Karen's like look you are a verified member by Twitter Blue Twitter Blue. Camera's like, what the hell? Then they pull up her iTunes purchases and they like, shit, how'd that get in there? How'd that get in there? Uh, mm-hmm. One of kids put that on my phone.
1: Look, she sounds like an old senior citizen who'd be like, oh, this- I didn't do this. Sound like something my parents would say. Be like, I don't know how this-, how this happened. But it is very clear that her and Mia bought themselves blue checks. I think it is
4: hilarious. Listen, I... Some of the features of the blue checks on Twitter, like, you can edit your tweets. I mean, listen, I think that that's worth it alone. Uh, but I'm, I'm good for paying on blue checks. Uh, however... Shout like,
1: out! To for me, blue check. Look, if y'all see me next week with a blue check, y'all know what happened. No shame, no you, in it. You can, okay, you
4: can purchase them on Instagram. You can purchase them on Twitter. How much uh, you on Instagram? Look, I have no idea. I I uh, I was blessed enough to actually have a blue check, but you know that was before you could purchase them and, and Instagram. Uh, you know, bless me with one, so I'm above it. I might
1: invest in a blue checky check. So. Listen,
4: I can. I will forward you to the grand arm and she can uh, she can show she you can the tell way
1: tell me
4: where to sign up. Yes. Now listen. That at it,
1: girl. Look, you got a business. Go on, blue check yourself, honey.
4: Listen, you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, but listen, the MVP of the episode, in my opinion, is Miss Mia. So now we now we at after the lunch of the lunch, then we get together for another lunch. And after, like, you know, the blue check talks about now, Mia is like, well, Candace girl. What's going on with that lawsuit with you and Michael Darby? Love it.
1: She's going to bring it up, okay? She is going to bring it up. Um, what? And Candace, um, mm. and true Candace, she was doing so well up until then. Mm. She was doing so well, reaching out to NECA, but Honey, this set her off. And mm. she's like, I'm not going to talk about it. It's an ongoing legal matter, which, honestly, she should say. It's an ongoing legal matter, and she shouldn't talk about it but why did she have to throw Robin under the bus, though? That's what... I was like, girl, again, again, you ask, and you, look, this is why Robin don't, don't ain't friends with you, honey. This is why you probably... Look, Robin should have went back in time and took them damn slippers back and be like, take your corn bunion ass having feet down the hall and leave me alone because I'm a fraud and you're bringing up my business.
4: Okay? But listen, but listen, right? Like, I don't agree with Candace, but... If you want to deflect, if you were like that's the way that, it, is, she needs to teach a class one on one on how to do it, because like she need to help her friend Wendy out because she was like, you know, like you spoke on one situation that I don't think was very helpful. And it's probably the reason he lost his job. I'm not. I said, oh, yeah, you read her? Like I. Mm. Now, I was like, whoa, Candace now, is like, that
1: Because that was, like, that was unnecessary. But look, that is how you deflect. You give the people something juicier to talk about,
4: right? So, Rob oh, is yeah. like, no, that's not what happened, blah, 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 blah. And then that's when, of course, who jumps in because they need deflection too? Wendy, well, the Title IX, that's not what the... T- like, you know what I mean? And so now they are Like, again- she's a Title
1: IX expert. I'm
4: a- Wendy, go somewhere. Like, yeah,
1: she is um, not helping the friend out. I don't know why she had to d- decided that she wanted to deflect now. Like, you had your chance, boo-boo. So I don't know why she decided that this was the time that she wanted to jump in. I don't know. It was crazy. And, and Robin didn't jump in on her. So I don't understand why she decided that she needed to do that. I don't understand that.
4: So that topic gets discussed and then the dinner is over and then we're back in our separate cars and we notice that it's Candace and Robin sitting in the back seat and I think while we're in the car with Mia and Wendy, I think uh, Mia notices it and she's like, see, like, I love the fact that y'all can like sit together and talk and I forget what Candace says something to Robin and Robin is like, miss me with all of this. And she was like, you know, like, This is the worst part about us not being friends is that you would go that low. And again, Candace is like, what are you talking about? And we don't really see Robin break down, right? Robin is a very strong person of the season. She's very like, we don't see a lot of tears of Robin amongst people that she's not comfortable with. And we begin to see this breakdown of Robin saying like, y'all are turning me into a villain. Y'all are beating me down every chance that you can get and whether you believe you're right, whether you believe you're wrong. I'm a person like how much more can I bear?
1: Again, hashtag leave Robin alone. I mean, this has been (laughs) hashed all the way out. Y'all are supposed to be her friends. And now it's not even like checking on her. It's like, oh, now my pain is just something to get the heat off of you. It went too far. And I was very not happy with Candace for this. She was doing so well this episode and reaching out and doing these things. And yeah, we already had, we missed the whole activity talking about this. You know. You just
4: wanted them to paint those flowers.
1: I mean, really, like, because it is basically taking over the friend group. I do believe, you know, this was actually one of the comments. It's like, we got eight people on this show and like, you only talk about, you know, two topics like, all the time and continue to bring them up.
4: Well, have they've never seen a Bravo show before? That's how Bri- that's how the Bravo show goes, right? Like, so it's like, what, like this is that it's like Beverly Hills. Them not talking about Kyle and Mauricio breaking up. Like that's the whole thing. But again, w- my one thing about Robin and Candace is though, although Candace believes that Giselle manufactured. Oh, that was another thing that we said. A uh, last thing was like all Candace all. All Candace and Chris had to do was acknowledge, like, hey, if I made you uncomfortable, like, I'm sorry, like, you know, uh, and I felt like that could have been somebody in the comment was like, really, that's that's all you think uh, would have been done or should have been done? Yes. Like what I mean by that is it would have not been drug out this whole season if they would have deaded it instead of Candace making it like if they could have perpetuated it. Right. So I agree.
1: uh, when you hold the line, but yeah, they continue to bring this up. And I think it is part of, um, they don't want their storylines to be dug into. So they're given, again, deflection 101. We could be talking about why Candace not handle babies, or ain't handle babies yet. We could be talking about, you know, what's going on with uh, Giselle's relationship, but y'all not feeding the, the sharks the chum. What y'all chumping up. Could be talking is about Robin.
4: Wendy's candles. We could be talking about Wendy's candles. Like, you know, oh, I'm so glad th- we're not talking about the candles. But you know, like that's the thing. So um
1: I just didn't like it. I didn't like the way the episode ended. I agree with you that Robin is strong. Robin is a nice solid character. She's fun. You know, she um so I just want them to leave her alone. I'm I'm on that. Like and, and- I wasn't on that until this episode. Like, I thought she did a great job of deflecting, but it has to be a lot because she never tells people to don't talk about me or STFU or when they want to have a whole meeting about her. She shows up. She has shown up all this time now. OK, fine. Leave a lady alone
4: to live her damn life. And it's like she has to show up for this. We can only imagine what she has to show up for at home or like how she's like, you know what I mean? I just think it's a lot. And my last point is that last season, when Candace was going through a lot of this stuff, uh, you know, Candace feels like, again, Giselle made this story up to deflect from Robin. And I just feel like I had never once that I really see Robin dogpile on Candace. I always saw Robin coming to her defense disagreeing with Giselle, and like so that's where for me it's like i just kind of get confused but again like you don't want to talk about this lawsuit with michael darby that's something that's happening in your life you want people to give you grace about that and so but yeah you can't understand that during the time that robin is finding out all this stuff that she's not going to run to the girl group and say hey this is what's going on the fact that like people can't understand that like i get it's a tv show i understand it but I just feel like it's. Look, point blank,
1: you ain't gonna be borrowing no more slippers no time soon, heifer. Cause you done, you done got lost your slipper privileges. So, slipper
4: privileges are revoked.
1: Revoked. So, yeah, I mean, so that wraps it up. We end on Robin breaking down and that sets us up to see what the resolution is for next week. And I really hope that is the women coming to robin and supporting her as much as they confront her.
4: Mhm. Mm. Well listen, we will have to tune in next Sunday night to see what happens and Jatia and I will be back next week to break it all down. So excited to see what y'all got to say in the comments uh because we do love reading them. But this has been your Purple Pants Podcast, Real Housewives of Potomac Recap Season 8, Episode 6. See you later. See you, purple pants posse